Callaway today. I'm Walt Buson here with Daniel Mangina and Alex King with her unicorn headphones. Today is Thursday, April the 16th, 2020. It's 4 p.m. New York time. Wherever you are in the world, thank you for joining us for another episode of LOA Today, your daily dose of happy. And we're smiling and happy to be doing another show for you, for you here on this Thursday. And guys, I was, um, I did something a little bit unusual today. I, I, Alex, I don't want you to go into a dead faint when I tell you this, but I actually spent more than two minutes on Facebook. <gasps> Shock and awe. Shock and awe. What I did is when I was checking in to see, you know, had anybody left messages or something like that for my usual two minutes, I saw that someone was sharing a live stream of an Abraham Hicks uh, modern session going on during the pandemic. And they were addressing mm -hmm. pandemic questions and pandemic situations. I mm -hmm. said, oh, cool. So I decided to watch that for a while. And it was good. I mean, it was great to see uh, Esther doing her thing and so forth. And I, I picked up a number of of um, topics out of it. And one topic really stuck with me and I wanted to make it kind of a topic for today. Okay. Because she made it a point to really emphasize it at one point while she's answering one of the questions to really emphasize the difference between focusing on problems and focusing on solutions. Because typically we tend to focus on problems, which is by the way, where we get into trouble a lot of the time because <laughs> mm -hmm. we're spending all our time focusing on problems. And then we wonder well, why is it that I'm not getting what I want? And it's because we're not focusing on the solution at all. The solution, that's really what we want. Uh, and so we just tend to kind of skip that part. It really, I don't know why it resonated with me, especially today, but for mm -hmm. some reason it did. So I figured, okay, there's a topic for today right there. Okay, cool, so cool, cool. I guess my, my first question is, I'll, I'll ask you first, Alex. Do you find yourself focusing more on problems than solutions at times? Yes, especially right now, because the problem is everyone has a background but me. I'm very <laughs> <laughs> And I'm, I'm going to have to sit with Walt and figure out why so I can you have can a solution. You, you can do it. I, I just did it right now. I don't even have the green thing. It's well, your... no, but the thing is, is I'm on my phone using Zoom. I'm on my and... phone. What? Where are these options? Hold, please. <laughs> <laughs> Go into the little more bit. Okay, hold on. More. And it's got virtual background. Hide my video. Hide my video. No, I don't have that. On the more. Yeah, the under more. more. Disconnect audio. Raise hand. Hide my video in gallery view. Hide non-video participants. Show name when participants join. That's all I have. Oh, sorry. I'm on an iPhone. You know what? You iPhone people can go somewhere. <laughs> Whatever. I learned I a long time ago, Dan, you never ever talk about the fruit with her. She just doesn't handle it well. It's just that's, Don't talk that's about the fruit phones. Apple. Oh, the fruit phones. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> that, that, that's her way of expressing. She won't even call it an iPhone. Nope. It's a fruit phone. It's, it's against her religion. <laughs> okay. Well, on, on that note, I would, I'll allow you to return back to discussing Walt's question and how you're answering yes. it. Now, what was your, repeat your question, please, sir. I know, it's very distracting what we went through. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, the question is a pretty simple one. Do we find ourselves focusing more on problems than on solutions? I think as a society, yes, we do. Um, do I personally? I try not to. Um, I sit there and go, okay, how, how are we going to figure this one out? Except or, when you're dealing with a computer issue, but other than that. Oh, yeah, then that's tomorrow Alex's problem. I don't have <laughs> If I can avoid it, then, yeah, bye. <laughs> so it's either find a solution or avoid it altogether. That's how I work. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Dan? Do you find yourself ever focusing too much on problems? Uh, not normally, but then um, due to the course of deep work I'm doing at the moment, I'm seeing small pockets of my life where I was hiding things that were problems that I was focusing on and mm. clever ways that I was masking that I was hiding, I was focusing on problems and feigning focusing on the solution. Mm. Now, that's great. I mean, to be able to find that, that's that to me is like the ultimate in being a conscious creator because you, you actually were able to identify something saying, oh my goodness, I've been masking that and I didn't even know it. Mm-hmm. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. It's really? really but I have to let that go. But mm. I thought it was positive. Go! <laughs> uh, I've been doing it wrong my whole life. No! <laughs> Why me? That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty fun. Yeah. The way to look at it, too, is, is just to laugh at it like that and not take it too seriously. That's yeah. one of the things that I don't know if you saw the post I did on Facebook. Um, have you ever looked at what you've created and just had to laugh? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. That was, I just had one of those realizations yesterday. Like, oh, yeah. Based on what I know and what I teach, that was me and not somebody else. I guess I do that one. Yeah. That, that's why I call one of those no moments. With humble no moment. It's no no <laughs> because I, I said to myself, okay, I created this thing. Why did I create this thing? I don't know why I created this thing. I can't seem to get away with anything anymore. Why can't I get away with anything anymore? Uh, and that, that part, that's been part, a big part of like my growth over this last, I'd say, five, six weeks I've really been going into this. It's just accepting that, well, dude, you signed up for this. You signed up to be, uh, you signed up to, to, to lead the way on this, to be in the vanguard. So suck it up. Suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> Suck it up, bro. <laughs> this is, nobody forced you. Nobody forced you to do. You made the conscious choice to take this path. Mm-hmm. So now you have to be in integrity and you have to live it. So there it is. Which is, by the way, that was also part of what Esther's, what Abraham Hicks's message was when they were explaining the whole thing about focusing on problems versus po- focusing on solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't remember exactly how she phrased it, but it was something along the lines of, are you taking the time to enjoy watching the thing that you're looking for coming as you're coming into alignment? Mm-hmm. And so often our reaction in that situation is it isn't here fast enough. Mm. or I don't like this process or why do I have to go through this? Or I did this this morning. Why am I having to do it now? Or, you know, all this litany of reasons why I don't actually want to enjoy the unfolding. Yeah. Or this well, is not what I asked for, but it was. I love I love their messages. Well, whenever you share the messages that Abraham brings, it's like oh, it's such a positive. Because in my head, I went to a message from another one of not one of my teachers, someone one of my friends follows. And he goes, "Are you enjoying what you're witnessing and pretending you're not creating?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Yeah, that's Are really you good. Witnessing and pretending you're not creating. I was just like. <laughs> Abraham's like, well, why don't we just look to the bright side? And you see it coming? It's like, oh, yeah, it's a much, a much friendlier sentence. I like Abraham. He is shady. <laughs> <laughs> the shade is real with that one, let me tell you. Because <laughs> he'll be like, no, let me tell you what's really going on and why you're wrong. <laughs> like that, just keep it all the way honest. That's what it is. <laughs> but, it, but it does it with a rainbow hat on. 
definitely no it does it in a definite right way but it's still hilarious though <laughs> <laughs> snarky i love it <laughs> I, i'm just sitting here kind of uh you know getting the idea that a woman named esther hicks is voicing this collective entity that you're identifying as being a male voice huh? <laughs> like okay <laughs> <laughs> name is abraham correct no <laughs> But Abraham is a collective entity of mm. non-physicals that are basically genderless. I don't have, to, I don't have time for all that. Been, they could have been a neutral name. They could have been but, a neutral okay, how about this? This non-binary energy. Okay, we're going to go with that. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're making it complicated. <laughs> I love it. I, I didn't have to see a biscuit after that one. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's funny. Oh, I saw I saw a joke by the way, Walt, that you might like. Oh, uh, British okay. people program biscuits into their websites instead. <laughs> Cookies, I get it. <laughs> Where, where's my rim shot when I need it? Oh my god, you should have that ready at all times. <laughs> I really should. <laughs> you never know. I, I, never I know, know. where to bring the cheese. I know when to bring the cheese. Okay, okay, that's good. <laughs> the same. Well, actually, did, did you guys see the email I sent out yesterday? I hadn't had a chance I've seen to it, it, but I haven't read it yet. Oh, I'll, oh. I'll, I'll tell you what it was about. I, I sent it to all the co-hosts because I thought all you guys would appreciate it. This is something okay. that somebody posted in a Neville Goddard group. Mm-hmm. They were basically having a very bad day. They had to go out and get some groceries. And in the midst of the trip, she realized, you know, well, this is not really a good mind space to be in. I need to get myself into a better mind space especially if I want to have things that I want coming into my life. So Mm -hmm. she decided to start doing an affirmation to herself. um, I can have whatever I want. She kept repeating that. I can have whatever I want. I can have whatever I want. I can have whatever I want. And she got to the store, went in, got the cart, filled it with the groceries, went up to the checkout. And as she's checking out, she turns to the guy who's doing the bagging and says, could you please put all the pasta jars in, in a double bag he says sure whatever you want <laughs> i like it <laughs> i mean what a great manifestation story yeah, right yeah <laughs> now, now that's one that we could easily overlook you know yeah well that's not what i meant yeah <laughs> i actually had a, i was actually part of a similar story of a friend of mine um she was doing a practice from this guy we know book of writing every day five things you're grateful for five things that you want to create so five gratitude points and five intentions every day and mm-hmm. small things not all massive things just little things so you're just in the, in the habit of creating and i don't know why but i i had some i had to ask her a question and i worded something called me to word it hey i've got a surprise for you mm-hmm. and then that morning she put one of her intentions a surprise just for me Oh, wow. Nice. I was asking her a question, but I worded it in my text. Hey, I've got a surprise for you. Yeah, that's weird. But still, yeah. And nice, do you know why nice. you did that? I mean, were you aware of it at the time when you were doing that? Or did it just kind of come no, out? No, that's just what came. That's just what came. Just came and I, I, do, I do my best when I get those tugs to just follow them because you, you really never know where it's, where it's going. True. Mm-hmm. One, an, an Abraham story that I remember is when she was moving the furniture around. And then it turned out to be like leading into some guy coming or something like that. Yes. When you get the call to move the furniture around, just move the furniture around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, I move the furniture around. Moving the furniture around is a good thing, actually. 
Yeah, it is. Anything that changes the pattern is a good thing. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're shaking up your perception. You're cha- shaking up how you're feeling about stuff just by taking some action there. Yeah. 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 You know, it's, sometimes this is we, the type of change that you can control. Yes. Is, that's what I like. And yeah. I don't like when things change around me. I like to do it myself. <laughs> so you don't like the unknown? I do not at all. <laughs> I'm like, no, I need to know. I need to know. Alex but I like surprises, carefully. though. You like surprises? I like surprises. That's interesting. I didn't know but that. But you don't like to be surprised. <sighs> <laughs> I see smoke coming see, out of the headphones. <laughs> Low-key, I'm psychic, so, like, you can't actually surprise me. So, like, so someone will throw me a surprise party, and I'll be like, something's happening today. Something imperative. I must get dressed. <laughs> Okay, well that sounds pretty high key rather than low key. I don't think that's a low key situation. I think well, that's... it's low key because like I don't I don't really delve into it or like attempt to do it. It just I just what would happen? If, what would happen if you did? Amazing things probably, but I don't I don't feel like going there. Why not? Out of uh, interest, no pressure. Uh, yeah, no interest, none. No interest. I feel like I would get into the medium side of it, and I don't. I just that's I, something I just don't want to explore. You don't have to. Shut I'll up, give you an Daniel. example. <laughs> I'll give you an example. Okay. I, I can read energy, but I don't talk to dead people. Okay. But I can speak to people's spirit guides, but I can't speak to their dead grandma. Oh. They were very different. They were very different. I mean, my... The, can they be one and the same, though? You can. So the woman that taught me showed me that everybody has a level of intuitive power. Okay. Some have a better focus. It's just like all of us can lift weights, but we're not all going to be Mr. Olympic. And mm. even when we go to Mr. Olympic, people have different exercises that they might be better at doing at the Olympics. Right. Everyone can, everyone can do Olympic lifts, yeah. but can everyone do it? Some people are going to be better at certain ones. Right. So like, I don't have the strength for talking to dead people. I could probably okay. learn how to do it, but I don't have a natural capacity to it for it. Uh-huh. However, if you said to me, hey, Let's dive in and see what my spirit guys look like and what they've got to say. Give me five minutes and I can give you some messages. Okay. Makes sense. And my guess is yeah, that if that you totally wanted to, if you wanted to, you probably could. You just, yeah, on some I, level, it, you really it, don't want it's, to. It's, it's not my natural gift. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. like a natural strength for me. Mm-hmm. And I like that I've got ones that I can just get into it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Like I could read your energy now, tell you where you actually had any energy blocks and any of your shackles without really needing to get into it. Like, I wouldn't have to, like, get into state and wash three yeah. times under the rainbow water. <laughs> rainbow water. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> it might, all I'm saying is, don't, I'm inviting you not to close yourself off mm-hmm. from accessing your gifts on account of not wanting this particular one of them. And at the end of the day, if there are strengths that you have that you don't want to play with, you don't have to. Okay. You can go to the gym. You're not forced to use every machine. You may mm. just want to look at Jason Momoa on the cross train. Facts. Definitely do. <laughs> Hashtag. That's a pretty good point, too, because what it really does is give us, give ourselves permission to grow, to expand our skills, to reach out and try something new with the belief that, okay, I may not like this other aspect, but I don't have to go there. I can go to this, this part over here that I like. 
Yeah. They can actually enjoy the process of kind of breaking through my boundaries, so to speak. Mm-hmm. What a concept, actually enjoying it. Ooh. Next thing you know, we're going to be actually enjoying watching our manifestations unfold. <laughs> no, get out of here. Mr. Walt, do you have any natural latent gifts that you've kind of witnessed or have popped up for you from time to time? Mm, good question. Nothing that I've really developed. Um, you've talked about kind of developing them. You've gotten to the point where you just kind of fall into it and you, you don't have to get into state or anything. You just kind of go with it. I've never developed anything to that extent, but I've experienced at times. I've experienced, you know, being able to receive something or being able to connect in some way. I just don't have a constant rep- repetition of it where I just keep going to it over and over again. Mm-hmm. So I could probably develop any of it. I just haven't really bothered to. Mm-hmm. Any of them interest you being able to develop any particular extra sensory gifts that you'd be interested in playing with? None that I can point to specifically. I know in general, I would like, I've wanted for quite some time to be able to have and I have to be kind of specific about this, to have the equivalent of, of English language conversations with people on the non-physical side rather than getting fleeting images and, and thoughts and so forth and trying to piece it together. So you want to but be able to talk to the other side in your language? Yeah, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a way so, that I can actually converse and understand and feel comfortable in. So you might be clairvoyant to see, but you want to be able you want to be clear audio to hear back. Mm. Uh I, I actually don't, I mean, to be specific to the words you use, I am actually not clairvoyant. I am more clairaudient. Um, but what I'm looking for is instead of one or two word answers, I'm looking for complete sentences and paragraphs. Then why not continue the conversation? Ooh. It's a good question. Um, I guess the reason I don't is because I only get one word sentences. <laughs> <laughs> But, if, but, but that's, I mean, for, for, for going back into it, if there's a stranger on the street, you say hello and they say hello back, then it's assumed that that's the end of the conversation versus, hey, by the way, and having a conversation, maybe after a while, it will develop into a conversation. Mm-hmm. And, and this is where um, the, the concept of enjoying the trip, enjoying the, the manifestation unfolding process is, I think, a valid topic for me because that what you just described is something that I have in the past and up to the present found that I have very little tolerance for. I, I don't have the patience to wait for. When's that next answer going to come? I'm paying attention <laughs> to where is it going to be and so forth. It's like, oh, I was so done with that yesterday. I'm, I Really, I don't want to pay any more attention to this. <laughs> Throw it in a river. I'm over it. <laughs> in that way, I am very much um, a, a 21st century person who wants the instant gratification. I, I mm. you know, I haven't developed it to the point where I'm willing to wait to find out what's the next comment in the conversation. You, know, you, you can't tell me in the next five minutes I'm done. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. But, but I think, yeah, the, the, I think that does cross over. There's a reason why I kind of allow this one to keep wobbling from my mouth at least because it does tie back to what you're saying because even the manifestation of our gifts and manifestation of our abilities in some instances we're not ready to wait for the law of gestation to kick in and for it to be made manifest we want but very few of us went to school and in kindergarten day one we got our master's or bachelor's degree Mm. we went through 
through the steps. Right. And I think it's interesting that we as humans, when we're looking at manifestation as an art or a science, we lose a connection to the way that we see the world moving naturally anyway. We, we make this disconnect. Instant gratification, instant manifestation. Well, in nature, that doesn't happen. Seeds get sprouts and the sprouts grow and things happen in cycles and, and in movements. And I think sometimes for my part, as I've been looking into myself and what I've seen in people I've worked with over the years is that's often just a way for the mind to keep us in the same place by having us looking for something that's impossible and then not seeing the beauty of what's there and not being able to celebrate more of what we're manifesting because we miss it because we've looked for the next thing and, 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 and ignored what was, what was being created in the background. Mm -hmm. it, it's funny that you should mention this because when I was watching that Abraham Hicks uh, watch party, um, at one point they brought up an example that they brought up in, in past sessions. Uh, it's the example of, uh, let's imagine that there is a train coming from the east at 80 miles an hour and you want the train to go west at 80 miles an hour. You know, so if you try to manifest an instant turnaround so that it's stopped going east and going west right away, well, first of all, all the inhabitants of the, of the train are going to have a really, really miserable experience. <laughs> <laughs> and second of all, that's probably not a place where I'm at yet where I can do that kind of a, of a major turnaround. It, it mm -hmm. would probably just violate who I am to try to do something like that. So mm. I'm much better served to simply wait for the train to slow down that was going 80 miles an hour toward the east until it stops and then get it going, slowly building up the momentum toward the west mm. instead of trying to do it all in one, you know, one smack, one, one yeah. quick, quick go. And mm. that does take the patience. That does take being willing to enjoy the journey instead of wanting that instant manifestation. Mm -hmm. But it's a great example of, of how... Sometimes you just have to, like you say, Daniel, we just have to kind of let it unfold the way it needs to unfold. Mm. I mean, I go, I go, I always go back in my mind to, to people who make quote and reference to some of the ancient masters, both real or imagined and their ability to manifest instantly. Because I, I have seen with my own eyes, people that are able to create instant manifestations out of nothing, mm -hmm. but they didn't wake up with that. Right. Right. They were in the mountains for the most part, using sex transmutation by being a, a virgin and celibacy, only mm. eating the fruit of rainbow flowers, <laughs> nothing in that fasting and communing with spirit angels and guides and doing these weird mudras. Like every single person that I know of, even who's even got to a certain level of that sort of gift, has put the work in. So when people are like, yeah, you know, I don't have to do anything. I'm just going to just, you know, I'm just going to meditate on that new job. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to manifest because, you know, I listen <laughs> to Abraham every morning. Rampage day. <laughs> uh, and so I, I don't need to do that coaching program that's going to teach me how to use my mind and how to do anything because guess what? <laughs> don't you know? Crystal. Crystal. All day, every day. Oh. <laughs> And I had this real, and I, I always, I think I put this story in my book. I had someone who was doing one of my programs and finished the main core of the program, had some amazing breakthroughs. We agreed to do some follow-up just to sort of settle it in. And then they said, do you know what? Um, 
Yogananda didn't have to do this. Yogananda didn't have need money. Yogananda just went everywhere and God provided everything. So I'm just going to trust that God's going to do it for me. Wow. Yeah, yeah Yogananda did some work in the mountains. <laughs> did some work yeah. in the mountains. So, yeah. yeah, at some point, in some way. Mm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. when we, we come here, I mean, th- this is a big point that Abraham was making today. We come here to, ex- to experience that contrast mm-hmm. for a lot of different reasons. We all have a bunch of different reasons, but one of those reasons is to grow, to right. get better at it. Right. You know, so why skip it? Why not exactly. actually enjoy it? In fact, that, that they, they have what they call their five-step process, right? The, step, the fifth step being appreciation of that contrast. Step one is to, to go through the, the five steps. I, I wrote them down just like I have a reference. Um, the first step, it, actually the first three are, are typical to what most three-step processes are. So the first step is the request process, which is where we focus on the contrast. We see what we don't want. And then out of that, we determine what it is that we do want. So that's step one. Step two is uh, basically where we turn it over to the universe. And the universe has the next step to work on. And what happens in step two is source energy, the universe, however you want to describe it, becomes a vibrational match to that solution. This is where the problem and solution thing comes into it, focuses on the solution. And uh, that becomes the thing, the, the vibration that we want to match up to in order to make it come into our experience, which is what our task is in step three. Step three is the allowing task. That's where our task is to get into alignment with our inner being who is already in alignment with that thing that we're trying to attract so mm-hmm. that the alignment's perfect and, and it's ready to just come right in and all the resistance is gone, or at least it's on the way out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> step four it, and step three through five are actually kind of variations on a theme really. Cause mm-hmm. step four is what I wrote down as the accepting portion. The first step three was the allowing step four is, is accepting. So basically taking that allowing proportion portion and accepting, yep, this is the way it's happening. This is the way it's going to happen. It's okay. Everything's mm-hmm. fine. Everything's playing out great. And the fifth step is the appreciation stage, and it's the, the appreciation of step one. It's the appreciation of the contrast of mm-hmm. this situation where I had this thing that I didn't want. So that's the, their five-step process. That fifth step, that appreciation phase, is appreciation of the process, among other things. Right. It's appreciation mm-hmm. of that whole five-step process and saying, you know what? I'm okay with that process. Mm-hmm. It may mm-hmm. not be playing out the way I originally intended, but that was my step three and four thing was to get myself into alignment with, oh, I'm okay with it playing out the way it plays out. Yeah. Even if it wasn't what I had in mind originally, even if it's not the way I would have done it, if I was waving my magic wand, I'm still okay with it. Even mm-hmm. if it's producing some results along the way that I'm not crazy about, I'm still okay with it. Mm-hmm. And to my mind, step five is the cool part, but step three and four are actually the hard ones. Mm-hmm. Because step One. three and four, those are the ones where we're actually letting go. Right. Of all our preconceptions, of all of our things about, oh, it really has to play out this way or I'm going to be so upset. <laughs> <laughs> Big mad bear. What do you mean you're doing it your way? I want you to do it my way. <laughs> <laughs> I know better than you, infinite intelligence, because I, <laughs> I have a crystal. I have a crystal. <laughs> oh. And my crystal says. <laughs> yeah, the whole Veruca Salt situation. Veruca Salt? Oh, yeah, Veruca, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think contrast is one of those, every expression of, or 
communication that I found to be verified by some way of infinite intelligence always speaks to the existence of contrast and nature speaks to it too. Mm -hmm. For me, regardless of whether or not an interdimensional being of infinite intelligence communicated the existence of contrast, nature speaks to the existence of contrast. Regardless of anything else, hot and cold. Mm. Day and night. Mm -hmm. Everything's in balance. Nature's in imperfect balance. We have life and death. And the second that it almost going to the allowance, the second that allowance acceptance, the, 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 the second that we let go of those preconceived notions, ideas about how us in our limited intellect say it should happen, if we look to the perfection of nature that's been existing for a lot longer than we have, mm-hmm. then we may see that maybe contrast isn't a bad thing or even a good thing. It's just a thing and part of it. It's part of the game. Mm-hmm. Sure, and it is the big right. thing, letting go, wanting wanting it to play out differently from the way it's playing out is a big deal because mm. we get kind of invested in that. And the more invested we get, the less that the stuff shows up that we want. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real <laughs> kick in the head. <laughs> and for me, in my own experience, in my own life, my own journey to creation and also in, in my work, it's so often that comes up as the self-sabotage portion. The egoic interference. The egoic interference. That's what I've witnessed anyway. Mm. For me, it's pretty easy. I just, I I think I automatically let things go. So I'm just like, whatever, everything works out for me. So I'm just going to keep it moving. And that's just how it is. approach, yeah. (laughs) It's like, you sit there and you're like, all right, this this could be a problem. I'm like, no, no, everything always works out for me. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. My world is taking care of me. Everything is going according to plan. Things are working out beautifully and will continue to do so with this. Yeah, but simpler than that. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I'm not going to remember that whole thing right there. It'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) That's the the, the advantage principle from reality transurfing, which is literally just that. Okay. Everything's going to work exactly for the best. If I claim it, so I'm going to claim it now. This is me claiming it. Ooh, yeah. Whatever timeline I was on, I'm now on the timeline where it's working out for my best. So, right. Do your worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well said. Like anyway, when I brought up the uh, the topic of problems and solutions, I was also thinking about how that has played out in my own life, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'll, I'll talk about the ways that. It has not played out (laughs) 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 because I have quite a long history of being very, very good at focusing on problems. Mm. And I get so good at them that other people bring problems for me to solve too. (laughs) And then when I help solve their problems, they bring me more. Well, yeah, and then I get more problems coming and I can, I can actually get myself to the point where I'm so inundated with problems I'm ready to have a nervous breakdown. That's that's how much I can focus on problems. (laughs) Well, at least you know you're good at focusing. Yes. And you can create stuff even if it is a problem. Yeah. No kidding. (laughs) And in large numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Abundance. Abundance, baby. 
the abundance <laughs> is definitely there. It pisses me off to no end, but boy, oh boy, <laughs> the abundance. If you could just refocus on, you know, other things other than problems, you'd be golden. And that's there's it. the gateway, but that is the gateway. And uh, yeah. on the reframe point, that is the gateway. All I create is problems, but you're creating them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's your gateway. There's the doorway to the new timeline. You yeah, are just micro shift to money. That's where the conversation gets particularly annoying with yourself when you're saying, but I always create the problems. Wait a minute. I just did it again. Oh, no. I just did it again. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That happens to me all the time. But there's the power of the pause. But that's the beauty and power of the pause to stop and say, what am I creating now? Mm-hmm. Creating a load of crap, some boohickeys that I don't really fancy too, too much. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. So let me put my rainbow hat on. <laughs> No, Dan with the rainbows today. <laughs> He's loving the rainbows. Now, on the flip side of the problem solution thing, on those occasions where I have gotten myself really, really worked up so that, that I'm just like drowning in problems, I eventually reach a point. This is where contrast really becomes helpful. I eventually reach a point where the contrast is so painful <laughs> and so unpleasant that I just try anything to get myself to focus on a solution. And here's the really cool part within not five seconds, but within usually an hour, Mm -hmm. all the problems go away. And it's really strange how fast they, I mean, they, they took like weeks to pile up. Yeah. And then they're gone in an hour and you watch them go like, where did they go? (laughs) How did that go away so quickly? (laughs) But here's a really, really interesting combination of natural laws and, and, and things of the, 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 the nature of the universe is that the law of gestation doesn't say how long something should take. It just says that something isn't going to happen necessarily instantly. That's true. But natural law is still something that you have to subscribe to in order to be subject to it. Yes, it's a collective agreement, so it's got more strength behind it, mm. but you still have to subscribe to it in order for it to work. And so... Our belief systems about the thing are what make the thing valid or not. And so if your belief system deep down, and belief systems aren't something that we consciously conjure, something that sits in the unconscious. If there in the unconscious is a file around the time that it takes that says, now this one can happen in a week, this one can happen in a day, this one can happen in a month. That's exactly how it's going to follow on because our life is a perfect pattern of those belief systems that we've got. And so it could be that you have sitting there on the computer file, the book of Book of Death, Alex, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it could be there in the book. When problems are piled up, they can be solved instantly. Mm. And yeah. they're solved instantly. When p- problems are created, they must be followed by more problems. Then that mm. program is exactly what we're running on. Every single one of us are creating and existing against the backdrop of that program, even if included in that program is. Walt will never accept that he's actually the source of this creation. <laughs> Donald Trump and Aunt Moira are the sources of these problems. Uh, yes, of course. And he, will, and he will remain unconscious of this. <laughs> and there it is. And there it is. Boy, so was I the masochistic. problem? You're the problem. <laughs> but the, be- the beautiful thing about that is that the program doesn't have to change. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to change. It doesn't have to stay the same. <laughs> I was going to say, oh! Freudian slip. Freudian slip. Freudian slip. Mm-hmm. Well, they're both true, actually. It, it doesn't, doesn't have to change, to but it can change. 
know, well, it doesn't have to change. It's true. Yeah. But, you know, if you want to get some, and this is where the beauty of acceptance comes in, because there's been times when I've looked at myself and I've looked at stuff that I'm creating that isn't quite optimal, doesn't make me feel that great. But I look at the work that's going to have to go into changing it and I compare the, the, the pain of the work with the pain of remaining. And I'm like, I'm going to sit on this one for a little bit longer. <laughs> I don't really fancy it right now. But that's kind of funny and active. No, but this is real. And, and do you know what? If more people, I think, were ready to face the shadow of the fact that some things are appearing in their life because they haven't got the do landings to change it yet, mm. there'd be less stress because the, the pain comes from projecting a displeasure about something. But if you just accept it, then it becomes a lot less painful. doesn't mean that it's not going to be as annoying, but right. the pain function of it can start to disappear because you accept, yeah, it's not too great, but... I'm all right with it, to be honest, compared to the pain of the other thing right now. And then you can even, from that space, build up your resilience to the pain. Mm-hmm. So you're ready to go through the pain of the change. It's an interesting Or even point. spend the time reducing the, reducing the pain factor in your yeah. mind, because it's just a projection anyway. The, the, the right. future of manifesting pain is just a projection anyway. The projective mm-hmm. idea of the pain of the change can be reduced to give you enough leverage to break the unconscious pattern and change your life. Yeah, because they're mm-hmm. both actually projections. This is going to be painful. No, one is real. If you're experiencing it now, it's it's it's, it's real. I'm talking <laughs> Well, it started off as a projection. It, yes. it, it, it didn't just it didn't just appear out of nowhere. Oh no! Oh no! no. But it's here. but but this is the difference between uh, I'd say reality and truth, and this is where we're looking at the truth of or the reality of what's here now. The moment we can't even change it now. It's already happening. But what's to come, we can change, but only if we become present enough to forget the pain of the present and then transition beyond it. So we have to let go of our attachment to the pain of it or even the story of there being pain in order to, to plant the seeds for the future. But you have to own the pain to step out of it and therefore transcend beyond it. So it's, it's one big dance that still comes down to, are you aware enough of where you are? Are you owning that you created it? And are you clear enough of where you want to go? And well, also there's the fourth part. Are you okay with the level of pain you have? Because like you said, mm. right now you're experiencing some pain that you previously cr- created. Are you okay with that? Yeah. Yeah. Acceptance. Acceptance. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Mm. yeah. And it, th- that's one of the most interesting pieces of it because uh, from what we are learning and from what we know, acceptance of the pain makes the pain go away, which is, which is really an interesting thing. You know, you would think that if you accept the pain, at least I would think, maybe I, I'm, I shouldn't speak for you. I would think that <laughs> if I the pain, that the pain is just going to get worse. But that's mm-hmm. not the way it works. When you accept that the pain is there and that, that it's pain that you brought on to yourself and so forth and, and that you've felt it and you've experienced it, it tends to, to dissipate. It tends mm-hmm. to reduce. Well, it depends on how you're looking at it because you could look at it both ways as like okay, I've accepted the pain, but this is just how it's going to be. Or, oh, sure, yeah, you, you could you could accelerate it. You could yeah. you could build up the momentum of it, no doubt. Or yeah, or you could say, okay, this is the pain, but this too shall pass. Right, and and that's what I was referring to when I said you're actually feeling it, because mm-hmm. so often when when we're building up the momentum of a pain that's currently going on. We do so by not feeling it, but by rather saying, oh, this really hurts, and then it hurts, and this really hurts, this really hurts, but we don't actually feel it. Mm-hmm. We're so focused on it hurting that we we aren't, we don't allow ourselves to actually feel it so that it can dissipate. Yeah. It's the pain, the message, right? Yep. 
the, the pain is the message saying, well, this is what you attracted. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you asked for. So yeah. once you accept it, then, oh, then you're done. You want it, you got it. That's the thing with the, the stuff. How do I phrase this right? The, the, the things that keep showing up over and over again that we don't like and don't want are the things we don't accept mm. after they've, they've arrived. So it keeps trying to get us to accept it and keeps trying to get us to accept it and keeps trying to get us to accept it until finally we accept it. And okay, now well, you're, you're, we're done delivering it to you. We don't have to deliver it anymore. Yeah. That's when that mental two by four comes in. Yeah. <laughs> and it gets bigger and bigger and the spike keeps growing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this stuff is weird. Like, Love. To be perfectly blunt, that's the technical term for it. This stuff is just plain weird. <laughs> you know, I mean, we've been able to find a way through these conversations, through teachers and so forth, to to make sense out of it, to turn it into, okay, here's a logical explanation for understanding how it works. But when you really look at it, this stuff's just plain weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean when, when you look at it, we're talking about crunching the universe into conversation yeah mm. with a brain that we only use at five to ten percent of capacity mm. so i we can do it at all <laughs> and for many of us, spell our names for, for many of us advanced algebra is too much <laughs> no it's me i'm many <laughs> but, we're, but we're talking about the, the universe and a life of training that the universe isn't something that can be understood Mm. And when we're giving it to it in bite-sized chunks from infinite intelligence, we still can't grasp it. But do we need to understand it in order to navigate it? No. No, not really. But we often want to. But do I don't we have really to understand. Want to? A, well, I don't have to understand a can opener, but I can use it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's a difference between not understanding a can opener and using it. And saying that I don't understand a can opener so that I can say that I'm not going to use it. Mm-hmm. True. True. Does that make sense? To me, it does. Because yeah. the, the application of truth is not complicated. Infinite intelligence games five steps that we can follow, and there are other models. If that was not viewed, there are other very simple models right. that we can use to navigate this thing that we call life. But we say, oh, no, I don't get it. It's too complicated. I'm just going to go to McDonald's instead. <laughs> That sounds like me. <laughs> or, or no, five steps isn't enough for me. I'm going to go to Columbia and do a plant medicine ceremony <laughs> in the jungle. And then I'm going to come back and be so detached from reality that I'm not even going to apply anything I learned anyway. And have to just come <laughs> back to physical form to experience that which I've tried to run away from through this plant ceremony. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I think a piece of this puzzle that we're just that we're elucidating on here is Ooh, big word. Yeah, you can add that as a hashtag if you like. <laughs> I would, but I can't spell it, so I'm just. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard of that one. It's very rare. I hear words. Elucidating. Double check that what is making these words up. Right. I call Scrabble. 
We need a we need a room camera for Paul. I think he's googling synonyms. <laughs> <laughs> What's a synonym for okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, let me my cousin, on that. <laughs> my my cousin, my cousin ripped me a new one once on an Instagram post. <laughs> I used the word ergo, and he goes, "Or you could say therefore." Could it? <laughs> <laughs> But ergo is the phrase that I use. I do use it. So I feel yeah. you. I do yeah. use ergo. But he was like, come on, mate. Both of these London. All right. Baggers and mesh. <laughs> like, why are you trying to be all fancy on Instagram for? Who do you think you are? <laughs> ergo. <laughs> <laughs> ergo, you could go and look at another account. <laughs> Facts. Hey, yeah. like scroll up. <laughs> Scroll up, my homie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't handle today's conversation. I, I, I don't give you credit. I, I had a point I was going to make, and it's totally gone. You just broke it right from my mind. <laughs> normally, normally you get me to be the avenue for you to remember stuff. Really. I know it's just the remember. opposite. In this case, yeah. yeah. I don't know what Maybe we'll all sit in silence instead. Let's try the opposite. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> Moment of silence for our thoughts. I can't take this. I'm sorry. I just can't take this. Guys, guys, this is a very serious moment of silence. Okay, okay. You're going to let us know when it's over, right? It'll be over when you remember what you're supposed to say. <laughs> and we're going to be here all day. <laughs> um, let's, let's, let's try my memory trick this time because it didn't work last time. Let's try it again. I remember what I was going to say. <laughs> no, seriously. Well, this is this is this is real. This is real. I remember what I was going to say. Yeah, but first I have to buy into it. So give me a moment. No, no, no. <laughs> you don't have to buy into it. Just use the can opener, Walt. Just use the can opener. Uh, okay. <laughs> I remember what I was going to say. I remember what I was going to say. It's coming to me now. It's coming to me now. And now tell me what you love the most about your cats. My cats? Yes. Oh, wow. I love almost everything about them, except when they're constantly coming in outside the door. But the things I love, Joy is like the most, um, he's he like the, the neighborhood ambassador. He's the most friendly cat outside I've ever seen. Everybody who comes by, he just has to go up and say hello and introduce himself. I mean, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Hmm. And, Do you put uh, weird little cat clothes on your cat, like weird little pet outfits? Absolutely not. Would you ever do that? Do you consider that to be animal cruelty? No, I don't consider it to be animal cruelty. I just, to me, it just doesn't fit who they are. I, I don't try to make them into what I want them to be. I, I like them being who they want to be. What are your thoughts on space travel? Uh, I think that we are in the process of doing it after having not done it for a while. What's four plus four? Eight. What's eight plus eight? 16. What's 24 plus 24? 48. How old were you when you had your first popsicle? Damn. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I'll guess five. I don't know. That's it. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> we're going to be here for the rest of the show. I can't do this I can't do this to the audience anymore. <laughs> Walt is still trying to, I could see you were still trying to remember what you were trying to say. 
No, I actually, I was see. trying to, I, I was trying to appreciate what is it that you're looking for from me because I don't know what you're looking for. He's I trying to distract trying to you. Anything. He's trying distract. to distract you. So the, science, oh. the, yeah. the neural science is the neural science is when we can't remember something is on the tip of our tongue, we block the neural pathway with thought. So when we attract, when we pull our energy to another part of our mind, having set the intention that we're going to remember. When we focus on another thing, it opens up the neural pathway and allows the memory to come back because it's an actual electrical signal that's being brought from one part of our brain to another part of our brain. So the distracting conversation opens up the neural pathway. But if you're still trying to remember the thought, you're still blocking it. Okay. Uh, Interesting There's theory. also another possibility, though, that I think that theory kind of assumes. Mm. That is that you really want to bring the thought back. Well, that's why I said to set the intention, but you sabotaged it by saying I have to buy into it first. But. Damn. Well, that's what I meant by buy into it. I, by buying decades, into it, decades I actually have to desire it. I mean, it's yeah, kind of like saying just goes down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of like saying, okay, there's lots of contrast out there, but you must focus on this one. And my response is, but that's not the one I want to focus on. <laughs> yeah. But I thought you wanted to remember what you wanted to say. What was that? I thought you wanted to remember what you wanted to say. No, I was just making fun out of it. I wasn't. I. I it wasn't that important oh, to me. Poppycock. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just wasted the last ten minutes. <laughs> Trying to help you remember something that you really were just not that interested. In. <laughs> That's where the whole theory falls apart. <laughs> well, this this leaves me in a state of discombobulation. <laughs> hashtag. I'm dead. Hashtag. Oh God. I can't spell discombobulation either. Jesus. <laughs> Don't worry, dude. Neither can I. Neither can I. All right. Let's leave some now alone. Yeah. I don't think you have to worry about it. It's he lost limit. me at the math problems. I was like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he lost me at the math problems, too. I, I was in there. Eight plus eight. I was right there. And then after that, I was like, nope. I don't do double digits. I'm out. I, I, I was waiting for him to <laughs> ask me something like, you know, what, what's 135 divided by 11 or something like that? And, and <laughs> just like, like, please okay. hold while I gather my calculator. <laughs> <laughs> but math problems, by the way, anyone who's listening that wants to practice that, math problems have been demonstrated to be the best distracting function because you have mm -hmm. to engage a whole chunk of your brain to calculate it. So it opens up for the normal pathways. So you really? can stop doing maths. <laughs> Okay. So math equations will always help you if you need to open up the neural pathway. I will give that a try. See, see, see it just frustrates me even more. Way. It makes it worse. Well, yeah, you, I think you probably do have to have at least some positive association with math problems. Otherwise, that's not going to work. Of which well. I don't. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if it's all antipathy, negative, like, no, that's not really going to do it. You just need to distract yourself with something that's going to take up your brain power. And then that mm. opens up the little pathway. That's it. Yeah. That makes sense. There was even an experiment that, um, an experiment Olga was telling me about it, she read about it, where it was demonstrated that when people were given a break to make a choice, and in that break were doing a math problem, it opened up the unconscious minds to give them more processing power on the original thing. It's really, really interesting stuff. Mm. Brains are fascinating. Yeah, it is fascinating. It it is endlessly fascinating. All the different ways that our brain is able to do things that we didn't even think we could do. They are the first computer. They truly are. Yeah, and the more oh, interesting Dan's part is that it's not just it's not just the brain; it's the mm -hmm. mind. 
which is an interesting distinction. People often say, well, the brain and the mind are the same, but they're really not. The, 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 the mind is more all-encompassing and it, it goes beyond organs in the body and includes yeah. one, just that one organ. Um, but the mind is where all the real cool processing happens. Mm-hmm. To, to me, to me it, it's the difference between a pocket calculator and to make Alex happy an Android phone. <laughs> but my Android phone has a calculator. Exactly. You mean you mean your robot phone? <gasps> wow! All right, all right, fruit phone, whatever. Haters. <laughs> I was just trying to be nice and and polite here, and we just turned it into nope, a conversation. Nope, okay. No, 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 no. It's just a shame. There was no, there was no, there was no, there was no dark energy behind my statement. I uh, simply made the statement. I don't know. You've been drinking out of a bottle. I think it's haterade. I don't know. <laughs> So getting back to what I was trying to make as a point, it's the, it's, it's the similarity between a calculator and an Android phone. The calculator is sort of the primitive version. That's what the brain is. Mm-hmm. The mind is the Android phone. It, it can do so much more than the calculator can do. And mm-hmm. in fact, like you pointed out, it has a calculator inside. Yep, true. So it can calculate and a whole bunch more beyond that. Mm-hmm. That to me is the difference between the brain and the mind. So to me, the mind is the really cool computer. It's the one that well, first of all, it's where we reside. Right. The the true essence of us is our mind or resides in the mind or the mind is in us, depending on how you decide to look at it. And because of that, I mean, since we are creators, every single one of us, since we are, in essence, source energy, therefore, that's where all the cool stuff's going to happen. Mm-hmm. We are the ones that, through the power of the law of attraction, law of attraction, as Abraham tells us, is the power that creates worlds. And we do it with our minds. I mean, first of all, how cool is that? Mm-hmm. Second of all, if that doesn't show how powerful the mind is as a computer, I don't know what does. I mean, Facts. what more do you want? I mean, is that, isn't that like the best supercomputer of all time? Very true. So, yeah, I, I love the mind. I think the mind is wonderful. I think it's a great um it's a great calculator, way beyond a calculator. It's, yes. It's, it's a calculator on steroids. Yes. The steroids. It's a great computer. Glad I owned one. Not, not that we, not that we um, condone the use of mind steroids. No. 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 Well, you don't need to. <laughs> That's what's so great. You don't have to. In fact, you can even do shows like this and not even have to think about a drug to feel good. That's sure. why. <laughs> Are you ready for this? That's why we call it your daily dose of happy. Oh, uh, snap. Perhaps <laughs> now, sir. Good, good time, time for promos. To How to subscribe. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, Segways. we have two promos. We, we, well, we, we have our normal promo. We'll do the normal yeah. promo first because the normal okay. promo is where we invite people who are not yet subscribers to become subscribers, which is mm-hmm. really simple. If you don't know how to do it, go to the homepage of our website, LOAToday.net. And instructs you how to do it at the top of the page. And you can also follow us on YouTube because as we record on, uh, for the podcast, we record it to YouTube live, 4 p.m. New York time, Monday through Friday. And Alex, how do they re, how do they uh, subscribe on YouTube? Well, they go to YouTube, search LOA Today podcast videos. And once you see our smiling faces, click down below to the red subscribe button. Next to the red subscribe button, there's a silver bell. Make sure you click the silver bell and click all so you will always be notified when we are live. She does it so beautifully. She's our own banner. <laughs> and oh, and by the way, there is the second promo. Then the second promo is one that we're doing this week. And that's where we're asking people to help us promote LOA today through mm-hmm. a post that 
um, I created. It has a little sort of a video, a uh, bunch of snippets from various shows that we did last week, actually, um, with each of the co-hosts talking. And, and it's, it, the, uh, um, the pre-frame picture is a shot of all eight of us all in, in one composite shot. And what we're asking is listeners to get onto the LOA Today page on Facebook and Sure, like it. We love it when you like it and so forth, but mainly leave comments. And some of you have been. We've got more and more comments on it, and, and I love that a lot. I mainly am trying to do it just so that when new people see it, because we're going to be putting this in front of new people. We're already actively putting it in front of new people who have never heard of the show before. We want them to see that there are other people who already listen who like it and are explaining why they like it. So that's why we're asking you to leave comments. So if you haven't done so already, please go to the LOA Today page on Facebook. Leave a comment telling people why you presumably like the show. Otherwise, if you're listening to the show and you don't like it, that would be helpful to let us know why. But presumably you like it, so leave a positive comment and let us know that too so that we can share it with other people. We want to spread the message of this Daily Dose of Happy. It's very important that more and more people, especially today, I mean, in this day and age with all that's going on, humans desperately need good feeling entertainment. And that's what we do here. So help us spread the word. We really appreciate that. So there's our promotional messages for the day. We got them done. (laughs) So last thoughts about uh, problems and solutions or anything else we talked about. I mean, we covered it pretty good. I know. Yeah, we did. But like if you had to summarize it, Alex, what's your summary of what we said today? Uh, it's only a problem if you make it a problem. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. He said it. <laughs> I think he, she got that one nailed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and what's worse <laughs> is if you make it a problem, guess what you get more of? Mm-hmm. If you like, don't start, oh, nothing, it won't be nothing. Muchas problemas. <laughs> <laughs> Muchas problemas. <laughs> Can you tell that he lives in Mexico? No, no. A little no. bit, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm in San Francisco. You're in San Francisco. Oh, yeah, he's got the golden gate behind him, of course. Yes. And I live on the moon, can't you tell? And I'm just in my purple fuzzy mag- magnitude of wonderfulness. That's where I am. You live, you live in a unicorn land of purple goodness. Exactly. It's soft and fuzzy and lovely. And, un- and unicorny. And unicorny, yes. Miss Mystical Magical. I, ah, I see what you did there. <laughs> he does bring the cheese. He does very, very well. <laughs> Which is why we leave the last thought to him. So, Daniel, what's the last takeaway thought for people regarding this whole topic of problems and solutions and five-step processes and so forth? Use your can openers, guys. Mm. Use your can, your can that, openers. That is a hashtag, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Good. I love it. So, guys, thank you so much. Thank you especially to our podcast listeners as well. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody.